0: Welcome back, guys, to Strong Back Soft Front. Today, I have a guest with me, a very special person. Um, and actually, we're going to have a really awesome and deep conversation about life and death and, and struggles and how precious everything is. Um, so, I just want to say welcome to my podcast, Alexis. Alexa, Alexis, what am I saying? Alexis. Yeah. Alexis. Alexa, Alexa, now I'm, I'm gonna redo
1: this. Why am I calling you you're Alexis? Yeah. Loads of people yeah. call me Alexa though. I don't Alexa. know if it's the device or not.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: actually. Fuck
0: that. Keep this in. Because this is an unedited shit that I do. <laughs> so let's is Alexis. Thank you for actually sitting here. You obviously we're gonna talk about it, but the fact that you came to this meeting means a lot to me. Um and yeah. We were literally just supposed to talk about astrology and and the divine and the energies around the universe, uh, but I think this still applies though. Um, it it, it will tie into it because it it's the basis of everything. I think life and death. So, uh, yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Where where do we start? Should I break the news, or do you want to like? Easier? Well, yeah. So I guess it it started with um we had this meeting scheduled, and um over the weekend I got some bad news that my m- paternal grandfather grandmother had passed away. Um, and she does she marks the 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 last of my grandparents to leave this earth. So I'm very I'm being very nostalgic about all four of them, I guess, at this time because um. I also lost my other grandmother only two months before that. Um, and so it, it is, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a full circle mm-hmm. moment. Yes. Yeah. I guess as well, that is what life and death is. Like everything mm-hmm. has a start yeah. and has an end. And usually the starts and the ends are uh, up and cross over. So Every week. Um, yeah, so I wanted to come to this meeting because one thing that my grandparents definitely did teach me, was that life goes on um you know you've just got sometimes you just got to do what you've got to do and uh i do think that definitely i picked up on that from them even if it wasn't specifically them telling me that but just the way they lived their life was very much like okay. shit happens yes. and you just got to do something about it you know you've got to react you've got to respond and sometimes your body doesn't want to do anything and i'm obviously of the opinion that you should honor that but um when i think about them i always think about the drive and the d- discipline and moving forward so mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean
0: cuz you were when before we pressed record you yeah. you told me obviously about them moving all the way from greece to australia right um, yeah. and jumping on i mean nowadays i mean people still jump on a ship uh, which i mean it still exists uh, in our generation but did they do you have like a did they ever tell you about that journey and the decisions that they made prior and anything like did they ever talk about it as in or was no. it just passing you know or you
1: heard it from someone else and I heard it from other people um they never spoke about it because that would just very much not be their character to be like oh when i was on the boat like it was none of that it literally was just very much like appreciate what you have like we're lucky to be here and Obviously there were prop- there, there weren't like no issues between my family and and things like that. There was a lot of culture clash, but um, I feel like for me when i when I think about them and and when I was younger and I looked up to them, it was always because they were very grounded. they were very you know attached to reality but overcoming reality because I think it's very hard to be grounded and be present when your life is hard. and I think that's something that people struggle with a lot now, like a lot of people have trauma have broken homes have have issues and and things that happen to them and it's just so easy to disconnect so we're all online we're all watching shows we're all you know living our lives like my grandparents they all grew their own vegetables they had chickens in their backyards you know like they came from from a farm mentality and they moved into a material first world country and they kept that farm mentality Um, and I do feel like a lot of my you know, strug—not my struggles now, but a lot of my journey now is is focused around bringing that that grounded and that practical um, discipline into you know 21st century life.
0: Mm. But I feel like a lot of, and maybe I'm just being biased because I'm I'm part of that movement. I think, um, but I do feel like there is definitely a, a I call it a movement or. Something where people actually want to bring back that level of connectedness to to the earth and to the to the to the world as a whole, right? To each other. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a struggle. Uh, I think for for our generation to to try and bring it back. But I do feel like there's a lot of people who want to bring it back, maybe to honor some of our grandparents' uh, lives in that way. Um, so. For sure. Um, yeah, but how? Okay, because obviously you you're technically an immigrant as well, right? Uh, I mean, I've been an immigrant mm. myself. <laughs> um, can you recognise mm. how it was for you traveling to London and actually not that it was on a ship, but it was on a flight? Uh, but you know, making that clear
1: yeah. decision. I mean, yeah, so no one t- talked about the boat, so I don't know if that's because it was horrible. Um, I know my my mum's parents both came over on a boat, uh, and my grandfather, I don't actually know how he went over to Australia, because I think he was quite young when they went. Um, he and his two brothers went as asylum seekers because they'd lost their parents, so um, I, I'm assuming it was also on a boat. But I know that my grandmother, who just passed, she... Um, definitely came over on a boat and she also had no idea what she was heading into because she was kind of like an arranged arranged bride a little bit. Um, it was like my grandfather had been living in Australia for, it would have been at least maybe even 15 years or 10, 15 years. And so he wanted a Greek wife. And so they had this little service where they would get pen pals and they would start corresponding via letter Um And then eventually she came over and, you know, they got married, she had two beautiful children. Um, But I just always thought, yeah, I always thought she was so precious because all I knew about her was that she's from Corinth, which is like in the the middle of Greece and it's a very ancient town that's that's what they call the Corinthian columns. So all those columns that you have holding up all of the old Greek buildings, they're called Corinthian columns or my grandmother used to call them Corinthian columns. (laughs) Um, in Australia you could tell the Greek houses because they would have these like fiberglass Corinthian columns at the front of them that weren't holding anything up but just for the show just to 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 show the heritage so I was always really proud of her um, especially because she came into our family and the Marikas and even my my mum's side were very emotional people so we're very I like, I always remind people that the Greeks invented drama and we invented drama because we live drama. you like, it's our lives. Like everything is very to the max at the top of your, you know, um, temper all the time. Uh, and so she came and my grandfather was a massive hothead, but they just had the best balance ever because she was very peaceful, very tolerant, very compassionate, like just the perfect woman, like by by her own feminine standards because she wasn't like vain and she didn't do her hair and makeup all that sort of thing it was just very much like I'm here to be the peacemaker and everyone else can do whatever they want around me but I'm just I'm not going to let them affect me and I'm still going to be like till the day she died she was just very much always very appreciative always very complimentary to everyone around her like always looking for the brighter side as well Um, so it does it it does bring me some peace to know that um, when she passed, it was it wasn't when she was in the hospital. It was after she came back to her home and um, the nurses and stuff told told us that one of the last things she said was, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to see you. Told so all of the nurses, they look beautiful. And they said that she's going to have a call with her son and her daughter. And she's like, OK, I can't wait. Like, I'm going to speak with my children soon. I'm just going to have a nap. And that's when she passed. But but to have those thoughts in her head, it does bring me a lot of, of peace, you know, like if, you, if you're going to pass on, I think, being surrounded by your friends and being where you want to be and being happy and being content and just thinking, I'm going to talk to my, my son and my daughter in a bit, like those must have been her last thoughts. So
0: Yeah, I th- that's so beautiful. Because um, it sounds like she died the way she lived, right? She actually, she went yeah. on to the end of her days, being and living who she was all the time. There was, yeah, that's awesome. That's so inspiring and, and yeah, and also reassuring. I mean, as I said, like, before we press record, and I think I've actually mentioned it in, in my podcast as well, uh, my granddad died in a, in a car accident, so... <laughs> I don't know what his last thoughts were, but it probably was like "fuck" or "shit" or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, and yeah, very, very a very sudden, sudden death. Um, but I, yeah, I'd like to think that he, yeah, he passed, and he, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he was in a lot of pain because it all happened very quickly. I know they tried to resuscitate him for hours or hours, maybe not hours, but for a long time, but are you even in consciousness? I don't know. Um, So I would like to think that it ended very quickly for him.
1: Um, Yeah. So I think that it's, I mean, from what I understand about death from a spiritual perspective um, is that they're very rarely in pain, especially especially if it's something like that because there's so much adrenaline. So even if he was conscious for some time, you have so much adrenaline when something like an accident happens that you wouldn't feel the pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is said that your body releases a, a lot of DMT when you're about to die. And a lot of people link that as well with the whole outer body experience that a lot of people who are close to death come back and report having. So people who've almost died on the operating table or, they've had an accident and they've been resuscitated, will often say that they, they had this sensation of still being in the room, but having a higher perspective and looking down onto everything that was happening. Um, and so for me, that gives me a lot of faith in my beliefs that we have a consciousness, but it doesn't reside in the body and it, it resides around us, if anything. Um, in yoga, it's called the, the subtle body and the, the, the other, there's like three bodies, kind of make up this ethereal mm. energy signal around you. Um and so when you die you you lose your physical body and all that's left is the subtle body. All that's left is your your spiritual side. And so it in theory all death should be beautiful. And that's that's one thing that me as a human I keep com- trying to convince myself because I still fear death and I still don't want to have a painful death and I still have certain phobias like being whatever crushed to death or drowning and falling um but it is supposed to be beautiful and it is supposed to have this like psychedelic um sort of feeling of being one with the universe and being all all throughout space and time all in an instant so it's long or short is probably both you know what i mean like he probably had so many experiences in that moment um and more than likely they, they were quite beautiful. If he lived a beautiful life, he probably had a, a beautiful ending.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, but that is so interesting. I mean, I, I think that a lot of people are, f- are scared of dying. Um, I mean, I think rightfully so. I think I'm not scared of the actual death. It's like what you say, like a more, you I'm know, more apprehensive to how it's going to happen, not that it's going to happen. I think I've accepted death so many times in my lifetime already that the actual passing itself—it's not something that I fear or feel stressed about. Um, I and I, I try to sometimes just actually, and I've said this many times. I think about death a lot, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it makes me feel more alive and more grateful uh, and more connected to myself, to others, to whatever experience I have, whether it's quote-unquote good or bad, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, I still try I still try to see it as a, a gift in a way. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I try to reminisce on death for that perspective of make, giving more meaning as well to, to the life that we have and to, to not fear the actual moment uh, yeah. and to say that it happens at any time. Because right. I, I would love to think that if it happens today, I would have felt really just as your grandma, just very gra- like grateful and, and humble about whatever that little, oh, I got to have this conversation with you. You didn't cancel on me. And I can actually sit and be so grateful for it rather than just to take it for granted, right? Um, mm. So I think like actually thinking about death and then actually experiencing death by the death of others, it's a way to give way more depth to your own life even if it's like really really um traumatizing and 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 hurts and like you're sad because you you had the loss of a physical but i i i genuinely say like i went down to my summer house at day in in september or in september probably in august and i I, have, I felt so connected to my granddad because that was the way like, he built that house. His photo was right next to oh. me when I was working and I felt mm-hmm. so connected to him after 10 years of his dying. Mm. Uh, so I believe so too, you know, the, the, the physical dies, but as long as you can keep some someone's spirit in your heart, like they're not gone, like it's so real. You can close your eyes, you can hear them. They say things, you know, so it's, I don't know. That's at least what I believe. Um, mm
1: yeah yeah I mean, yeah, so I definitely agree I, I've got sort of two things to tack on that. I definitely agree with you that um, understanding death and celebrating life in death and and really going into your your emotions when you're mourning um, it does help you appreciate life. Um, it does help you feel more connected to things like realize that there's a time limit, I guess on things, but uh, it's one of the things that I I really struggle to see in others when they they just can't face the emotion and like I do I mean death especially death of a parent is probably one of the worst feelings that we we will ever experience on this earth um obviously everyone has a different relationship with their parents but at the end of the day that is still the the person that was there the longest in your life and was there when you started life and and they gave you certain levels of support you know even if it was just feeding you like there it's natural for the body to grieve that person and to grieve family and to feel horrible when that person is taken away from you but if you just ignore that emotion if you just think it's too much I just can't deal with it and you block it out and you disassociate um you know you'll lose you'll lose weeks months if not years of your own life because of that you know because you're so intent on ignoring things and blocking things out then you end up ignoring things and blocking things out in your life as well and you miss out on on having a fulfilling life and you don't want to get to age 89 like my grandmother was and realize like oh shit I've only just started paying attention you know I'm gonna die and only now have I realized like you you should you should really honor the feelings honor the fear and go into the fear and understand the fear like what what scares you about your death? Um, because more often than not, you can probably, you can probably tend to those feelings. You know, There are people who will help you with those feelings. And I don't think people realize that. They just think like, oh no, death is the end, it's scary. That's it, we should all just you know, try avoid it and ignore it as much as possible. It's like, well, that's not, at least that's not how a lot of ancient civilizations used to deal with it. Like, <laughs> this is a very very new world thing us feeling feeling very mortal I think the way I see ancient civilization is that they all saw themselves as almost like gods and I think that or demigods you know I think we should all acknowledge the divinity within us
0: also if that's a change in perspective how much more empowering and, and nice will life be if you actually could have that belief system hmm. like you might not believe in God or other gods or like life after death or whatever. like you might not believe in those things. but what if you could have a sense of reassurance that there is something greater and there is something else that we don't know? I don't know. I think that's reassuring. I think that's comforting. Um, and yeah, it's a choice to believe it or not to believe it. like like everything else. it's a choice to believe in things.
1: But even from like a scientific perspective, like I, my my stepdad was atheist, so I, I always think about what those people might think in this situation. And even from a scientific perspective, like why, when we talk about morality and we fear death and all of that, it's like, well, what's so important about you? You know, like why should you get to live forever? And like, I, I feel like most of the people who are scared of death won't be able to answer that question. Um, and so that whole you know even just the scientific view of we're all matter and we're all just a piece of the puzzle and the thing that's big and beautiful outside of us is the universe itself you know you don't need to believe in that you can just look through a telescope and see it like there are there's a huge huge world slash universe around us and you are just only one tiny little piece of that puzzle and so for your life to end it probably you know it's not going to make much difference whether you're here or not, but your life in itself does make a difference. So, you know, appreciate that. Appreciate that you were born for a reason and you will die for a reason. Um yeah, why would you why would you think that you deserve immortality?
0: Yeah. It's so true. And also the whole thing about like, because it goes two ways. You're not special. I'm not special you're not special but we're also so fucking special because the chances of you being here in this moment in time is like the smallest I can't remember I read it somewhere it's like one in like the trillions or something like that's your chance and you're here
1: yeah and uh, you're so lucky so just be appreciative don't ask for more <laughs> everyone's always asking for more yeah I, don't I think you can handle it <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, ask for more, but with the appreciation of what you have. I think life you can always ask for more because why not? Like why wouldn't you ask for more? But you can't just ask for more because you're not expect appreciated what you have. Like it, it it's like the law of attraction. When you start to appreciate what you have, the asking for more, it's gonna come to you regardless because you it doesn't it just does. You're attracting more of what you're already experiencing and feeling and thinking. So yeah. Yeah, I mean we're all so not special, but we're all so fucking lucky to be here. And this is literally. the thing. If we can literally actually think that, I usually think that as well when I'm when I go into some level of overwhelm, I'll be like, go go really big, you know, really far away from yourself and look down or look up or whatever you're gonna say and just go, is your world really that important? It's like whatever is going on inside your head in the greatest scheme of this. How bad is it you know it actually helps me to go like really wide and broad and and, and multi-level um to handle i guess just when when life just feels too much mm. um yeah
1: yeah yeah i i take the i like to take the um destructive destructive route you know like okay well if everything's you know broken and everything needs to be fixed then do it like what would you how did you fix this like how even if it's like for me i've moved countries loads of times. so what would they leave the country leave all your friends behind leave the job uh leave the house cats are too much of a responsibility what so you're just going to leave them behind are you and like so i give myself this like ultimatum like okay if everything sucks let's take everything away and then see how you feel (laughs) you know like do is that really what you want do you really want none of this it's like no i just want it to be a little bit different okay so it's not that everything sucks it's just that you need to start operating a bit different you know that whole shift in perspective taking it to the extreme i agree sometimes it helps
0: Mm, that's a good one actually to ask so what if everything was taken away from you Mm. that's actually a good question then we
1: would also feel like we actually had less to complain about big time I, I think even when we first started working together in June, I think I was complaining a lot about my work and I was complaining to everyone because I'm very open. Like if someone's in front of me, I'm going to tell them what's going on with me. So not sure if that's a good or a bad thing, but um, yeah, so everyone that was coming to my house, they were like, what's going on with you? And I'd be complaining about work. I'd be complaining to my mom, my sister, messaging people, like complaining about everything. I was complaining to everyone about it. And then at one point I was just like, okay, or maybe even someone said it to me, that I want why don't you just get a new job then? Or I was like, well, what if I lose this job? And then I was like, well, that would be a lot worse. <laughs> Working yeah. in a different job or trying to look for a different job or not having this job would be a lot worse than the situation I'm in. So obviously there were still reasons to complain and there were still issues that need to be worked about, but it helped me waste less energy on just complaining and focus more of my energy and, and when I'm talking about complaining, it is mostly in my own head. So obviously I was saying to a lot of people, but it's the dialogue in my head as well that needed addressing. So spend less time focusing on why everything is shit and spend more time focusing on what you can actually do about it. And Mm. that little shift since June, now we're in August, September, October. Yeah. Three or four months. My attitude towards work is completely different now. And I've been getting more of the responsibility I wanted. I've got more fun things that I, and and a lot of the things that I was saying that they weren't listening to me is now starting to come back. And so that there, that shift in mentality, it changes everything. Yeah, huge. I remember
0: um, back in the day, I was working in a very high pressured job and it was like night and day. I had an epiphany and it was literally, I woke up like, but I don't have to work here. right like it, it's crazy because so, you so you feel so trapped sometimes by your life but it's like their option is always there's always options mm. actually sometimes it is oh i'm going to be jobless but that's an option uh i need to apply for new job
1: it's an option or i'll shift my yeah, maybe not. So. maybe that that is the favorable option you know so it's good it's good to think of it sometimes like so. yeah
0: oh yeah it, because if and i think a lot of people they feel trapped and therefore they start to put point fingers and it's like, why it's so bad, blah, blah, blah. This bad, this is bad. But as soon as you're opening up to the possibility that there is options, you all of a sudden bring back some of that power to you because now mm. you choose to stay. And now you see that I'm choosing to engage with that. I'm choosing to not engage with that. Uh, and I'm choosing to let it get to me. Um, and it, for me, that changed everything. When I was like, whoa, wait a second. No one is forcing me to be here. And at the same time, I was dieting as well for my first time. And I hated my life. I like, and I was like, whoa, no one is taking the food from my plate. Like, <laughs> I've chosen to diet. I've chosen to be here. And it changed everything. And all of a sudden, I could, I could walk to work. It was still a sucky workplace. But I started to find reasons for why I could enjoy being there. Instead of finding all the reasons for why I hate being there, it's like, but what is it about this place that I could live with or that actually makes it worthwhile coming um and obviously at some point i left but it made the whole the whole thing and at that point it was the same for me i started to get my promotions i got i became a mentor i start i opened up another another gym like all of a sudden when i sh- when i changed everything changed because mm. uh, i didn't get much smarter i didn't get much like nothing really inherently changed but because my attitude and my energy changed it literally was like night and day and it's the craziest year of my life i think
1: Yeah, and I I think the one thing I want to say towards that is because I've also been on the receiving end of hearing that and being like, oh, it's a load of bullshit, you know, like because it is hard to change. Like we're sitting here talking about instances where we managed to do it, but it doesn't mean that we didn't have a lot of struggle leading up to that point and it didn't take a lot to get past that point as well, you know, like um, that whole it's not like, oh, you get over and then all of a sudden the universe is like, here's the thing. It's actually the fact that you are self-sabotaging by having this mentality because it was blinding you to the opportunities that were already there. You know, if you're waking up and you're like, I'm going to have a bad day today. It's not that you're going to have a bad day. It's just that whatever happens, you're going to frame it that it was a bad day, you know? So, when, when you talk about changing mentality and then everything's starting to work out, it's not magic. And like, I do magic. So, um, you know, I'm just saying that it is a very, like very real thing. Like you, it's, you know, you had this mentality of, I hate this, I'm trapped, I'm blocked. And so therefore that's how you always felt. And then once you decided I'm in control of my life and I'm, I'm making my decisions and I'm following through on them, then, other people do pick up on that energy and they see okay well maybe I can put more responsibility on her because she just looks like she can handle it you know before maybe they looked at you and they thought oh she looks overwhelmed so we're not giving it to her you know like it's it's not magic it's it's very real
0: (laughs) it's very real because how you think will manifest in how you how you behave just how you look shoulders Uh, you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) chest up shoulders back (laughs) Uh, but that doesn't mean that it hasn't shown up in other areas. Like I can recognize the same thing happened in my previous relationship, and it took me time, actually it took me two years to get to the point when I saw it. Mm. And it's like, "Holy fuck, And then you get like another epiphany and you go like, "Ah, oh, man." And I thought I was like on the other side of, of that mindset, but like it, it will show up in like other areas all the time. So it's not like you have an epiphany and then your life is all of a sudden only going to be grand and, and grandiose and and unicorny, you know. But <laughs> but at least you can I think you can pull on a reference that oh, but I used to feel that way. I've I've had I've been in a very dark place, and now I've, I've managed to reframe it, and then you find that in and and hopefully you have people surrounding you that helps you see these things as well. Uh, I think that's what real friendships are actually the people who are like, who actually are making you open your eyes to your own bullshit as well. Um, you know, the well, that's, that's, that's a
1: conversation for another day, isn't it? Absolutely. What, what is real friendship? What, what do we expect of our friends? We should definitely do one of I, those. I want to talk about this as well.
0: I love sure. to say about friendship. <laughs> <laughs> um wow this became a really good awesome conversation um what else do you have anything that you that sprung to your mind
1: uh, yeah so what were you saying uh, people yeah so people in your life obviously it's really great to have people in your life especially people who are smart and realistic and, and compassionate and can tell you these things um, without making it worse um, one thing that my family are very good at is chatting uh, they always have something to say about something <laughs> um, which means that they will tell you how they feel even if you are not ready to hear it um, but anyway yeah so I, I had a lot of people being like you're fat you're hairy you're this you're that um, and I kind of pushed them away because I was just like this is too much um, uh, and then there's a difference and- between
0: having opinions and perspectives
1: someone who's oh. like
0: let me help you see it from a disparate perspective rather than let me tell you what I think about this. There's two different mm. things, I think. Uh, and I mean, I agree. I have I have plenty of people that have a lot of opinion around me and you just have to learn to block them a little bit.
1: Yeah. but I feel like for me, I overcorrected. So I, I left Australia and I came to the UK and then I got to choose my family. So I got to choose, you know, maybe this is turning into the conversation about friendship, but um, I chose or I attracted people who were very non-confrontational because I come from a very, you know, confrontational background. And so I don't, at the moment, I don't really have friends around me who might say like, oh, are you sure about that? Like, oh, you okay? I, have a, I have a boyfriend who will do it, so I'm lucky about to have that. But um, I do think that as well as it's nice to have a support system, it's good to have a system that you run yourself, which does these things. Because you can't rely on people and you know you should you shouldn't have to because they have their own shit to do as well. Um, obviously I do believe in helping each other out and being more being there for each other as much as we can um, but I do think that it's good to have some sort of mechanism for perspective in your own life um, and maybe I'm biased because that's what I teach people to do <laughs> through my business but um, having yeah, having a point and um, milestones and checking and, and reflecting is 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 possible to do on your own. Uh, it's nice when other people do it for you, and it does help. I you know I'd love I would love people to intervene more in my life if anything. But um, for for those that don't have a support network, there are also things you can do.
0: Hmm. Is there anything that you do like on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly basis? Um. yeah you have like a, that's what you teach people right yeah
1: yeah so every, everyone is going to have something um, different that works for them uh, I am the type of person that has to continuously change my practice because uh, my brain gets bored and I just again just want to tear everything apart and start from scratch because that's just my personality um, which gives me the ability to know lots of options for people because I've tried them all uh, and I will probably keep drawing them. Right now, I'm doing cards every morning and journaling. Um, and also, I've invested in uh, having someone, paying someone to do the things that you mentioned, like to to keep perspective for me and to and to um, to chime in when maybe for me in particular, my ego still needs a lot of work. Uh, so part of part of my work, you have to deal with the ego because if if you think about it as voices in your head, so you have your intuition and you have your ego, if the ego is too loud, you just won't hear your intuition. So everyone should always understand their ego and understand those limits because there is a good chance that there's wisdom behind the ego, that the ego isn't letting you hear. Um, so I have someone who helps me just hear back what I've been saying Um and be like, oh, why are you using that word? You know, where does, where does that link? Where, where does that come up? Where has that come up before? And because uh, I think that it's it's the, the best clue on like how to fix your surroundings is is just the patterns. So being able to notice the patterns and being able to see what influences the patterns as well uh, just makes it a lot easier to, to make these changes. Because um, maybe like, so what we were saying before, like maybe when, you know we got to that point and it was kind of like a light bulb moment for you or I, I just made the shift in perspective um maybe if, at least for me it was easier to do that because I could see how much the the old perspective had been affecting me so I had evidence in front of me you know I was going through my journals I was talking to someone I've been talking to every week for six months um you know I had something to I had the reason I had a trigger to be like, Oh shit. Okay. This isn't working because this is happening and this is how I feel. So if I can change this and then maybe I'll feel different. So it gave me the confidence to do it because there was evidence. It wasn't just, you know, two people on a podcast saying change your mentality that did it. (laughs) There there was work in the lead up and after.
0: Yeah, for sure. And also I mean, your brain works wonders, and it's the whole thing about pattern recognition. You you'll hear that message a thousand times before you understand it, uh, and there's a moment in time when you are so receptive and open to that particular message that the thing that you've heard for a thousand times now, you're just receptive to it. Um, that shit blows my mind <laughs> every time, which is why I love reading quotes and like philosophy from ancient people and everything because it's like. You never know which one of those. Some of them are very similar, but you never know which one is going to like strike a chord and just go like that thing really did a millimeter shift in me today. Or you know, it's like I needed to. Felt like someone spoke to me. Like I was needing to hear it. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to get on and, and do a whole lot more conversations i think for the people listening in that you're actually gonna enjoy this one so actually if people want to get in touch with you because uh you work with people on a on a spiritual and energetic self and like tell them how we can reach you
1: um, well i'm i'm on instagram and we have a website as well so it's dot X Y Z. Uh, so it's spelled M I M A I A, and Matrica is M-A-T-R-I-C-K-A. Um, or maybe without the C. Okay. I need to get better at this. Sorry. Well, but anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I recently bought the domain name. So Maya Matrika, X, Y, Z. And I picked the X, Y, Z because it uh, reminded me of the generations. So Generation X, Generation Y, Generation Z. Uh, a lot of the work that I do is investigating those different generations via astrology so we should definitely do a podcast on that um, because it's the particular planets that are playing you know more of the giving more energy to different generations and the way we interact with each other uh, is is quite interesting and so I, I'm happy to have that in the domain name because I think uh, we all need to to prioritize learning about each other more and I'll, I would like to teach people how to do that, learn about themselves first um, through astrology and tarot. But, yeah, also realizing that there's there's so much in learning about other people and learning about people who are different from you.
0: Yeah, because in the end, we're not different. We're the same. If yeah. we're tied back to the universe, right? Um, well, I think this conversation has been really beautiful um going and, and celebrating the life of your grandparents and tying it into all of this um, so i really hope that if the listeners have enjoyed it that you reach out and you let us know and uh we will be back or i will be back or we will be back as well for another episode at some point but thank you for listening in and uh catch you soon